This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, safe Halloween fun for your pets and talking to the animals with an animal communicator. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting. With our Pet Tip of the Week, and Monica, we have a big holiday coming up. And, of course, it's a fun day for pets and pet parents. But I think that with the holiday, we need to have a little bit of guidelines for how to keep our pets safe, healthy, and happy. Can you help us out with some Halloween pet safety tips? Absolutely. So Halloween, one of my favorite holidays, so fun. And in my house, we love to include our pets. I mean, there's nothing more fun than cute pets in costumes or trick-or-treating with the family and doing all of those really fun, festive holiday things. The key is to have an ounce of prevention in there so that way it's done safely and you don't end up at the vet's office with issues after the fact. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, talk about how adorable our pets are in their costumes, but picking out the right costume is so important and it's not just what looks the best on your dog it is a lot about your dog's comfort making sure your pet's not going to get anxiety because it doesn't like things on its head and it has a headpiece or the fit 
So, for example, you don't want anything that's too tight, um, anything that's too difficult for them to walk and run around in, um, anything that can rub on the skin and cause any kind of issues. You want to make sure it's not too tight. Really, the neckline is a big issue. And a lot of costumes, you know, that may have like leg holes, things of that nature. Generally, they have the, um, you know, the ending of that. They slip their foot into the sleeve area. You will have the kind of rough edges. So that way it kind of clings on and isn't sliding up and down. But it's making sure that your pet is comfortable in that and that that area is not too tight. And again, the groin area, make sure that they can go to the bathroom without having issues, making sure that there's nothing too long that they may trip over when they walk or anything that may shift when they're walking. And I always recommend like before, you know, your activity is planned, after you get your pet's costumes, bring them home, try them on, let them walk around a little bit in them and make sure that they don't feel uncomfortable, make sure that the pet is just comfortable and happy and secure and not anxious. If they go and they sit in the corner and are panting, then that's a sign that, you know, they're obviously uncomfortable or anxious in that in that costume. Another thing, of course, is trick-or-treating. And we all love trick-or-treating with our families. And if we bring our pets along, making sure that you're having somebody stay with the pets so you're not walking up to somebody's door where a pet may live that may not appreciate <laughs> an extra visitor. Um, if you have trick-or-treaters come to your house, I always, for our house, I always put up a baby gate in front of the doorway. So that way when they open the door, there's no chance that as you're giving out candy, that pet's going to slip by you and make its way out. There's always a lot of excitement going on during that time of the year. The doorbell ringing a lot. And if your pets aren't used to that kind of thing, it could be enough to where if they were in that front area, you know, they can kind of slip out and try to run. And then, of course, our goodies, making sure that the pets cannot get into any of our candy, especially our chocolates, making sure that 100% is tied up as far as food, candy, especially anything that's sugar-free. Um, sugar-free things often contain xylitol. Xylitol can be very toxic to our pets. To- chocolate, of course, is toxic to our pets in certain levels. But upset stomach issues, things like that are very common after getting a hold of that. So making sure that our candies, our chocolates, our sugar-free items are away. If we have guests over, our baked goods, a lot of the um, low sugar and sugar-free baked goods contain xylitol. Some peanut butters even contain xylitol now. So really making sure that your pet has their own their own treat, something that they are used to having that's not going to upset the stomach. And that way, if somebody wants to give your pet a treat, then they have that option, but they're not searching for whatever's handy around to give them which may in the end end up causing some issues dietarily. And of course, last but not least, making sure if you have guests over for Halloween, if your pet seems a little anxious, is not one for large crowds, give them their own space, give them a bedroom, give them something, you know, their own certain place, mark it off so that way people know that your pet's inside. 
That way, if they're not going into that room, your pet has their own safe space where they're not feeling crowded or anxious or anxiety-ridden. They can be in there. They can be happy, and they're not affected by whatever else is going on outside of the house if they tend to get anxiety when you have a lot of people over or a lot of extra noise or things going on out of the ordinary for them. First, if you have parties, then sometimes that leads to extra trash. So again, making sure that there's nothing around that they can get into and that it's all like put into trash cans. If you have extra bags, making sure that they're secured when a garage or inside somewhere that your pet doesn't have access to. So that way they're not out there, you kind of digging into bags or wildlife has dug into a bag and left remnants behind that they're not going outside and picking up something that they shouldn't. But really, if you just are cognitive of what's going on with your pets, you put a couple of safety measures in place and make sure that they're comfortable and have the ease of getting around safely in in a manner that is not going to cause them distress or anxiety or the potential of getting hurt. It can be a really great night for everybody. And then lastly, making sure that your pets are reflective. So I always remind everybody every single year, trick-or-treating usually occurs after dark. And if you're bringing your pets, no matter what they have on or what color they are, it can still be hard to see them sometimes, especially in a night where drivers are extra vigilant to be looking for people, but they may not be looking closer to the ground just because they, you know there's a lot going on during that time frame, a lot to keep an eye on. So making sure you watch your pet, giving them something reflective, um, a leash, a tag, something on their costume or their collar, so that way they can be easily seen. That's a great tip. And, and you know, I love to dress my dogs up. You know, you've seen my dogs <laughs> in costume. And it's great to do a, like a trial run to make sure it does fit, to make sure that they're not going to trip on it, because then they'll be fearful. They won't want to dress up again. So that's great information. And of course, about the food and the treats. But Monica, I, I didn't really even think about the reflective and a lot of the neighborhoods, their only street lights are the lights that are on people's houses. So that's a great idea. And I know that they sell some tags that are reflective. I have a tag. Uh, we take Fawn out at night. She has a reflective tag because, and the leash has a like a strip on it because you can't see. So I think that that's great. And I don't, when you're dressing them up in the costume, always keep in mind that you want to keep it reflective because you're right. People are looking at the human and the children level, but there's also there's also little fur kids on the ground dressed up too. So we want to make sure that they're safe. So these are all great ideas. This is great information. I think that anyone who wants to take their little fur kid out for Halloween or keep them at home and keep them kind of calm and safe or dress them up and keep them home with your little gate at the door so they don't go running out to party on their own. I think I think these are really great tips. So Monica, you and Haley and all of your fur kids have a great Halloween. Enjoy it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Have a great week. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, 
Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Remember the song, Talk to the Animals? Coming up, someone who does. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Lori Michaels is a respected and popular animal communicator on the Sun Coast. She's been a valued guest on our show numerous times during our nearly 20 years on the air. And we are happy to have her back with us on the show today, animal communicator Lori Michaels. Hey, Lori, welcome back. Hey, Sue. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Our pleasure. And for our first time uh, listeners, can you just tell them a little bit about what an animal communicator is and when you discovered that you had that gift? Well, I was a very young girl when I first discovered it, actually. I used to spend a lot of time out in the grass, laying, looking at the clouds and the birds and the trees. And and uh, my first conversation was actually with the bird and the tree. And I wanted to know what it was like to fly. And she showed me. So that was my first, uh, that was my first experience as an animal communicator. And to be an animal communicator, for me, it's um, all about letting the animal talk or show me or give me feelings on what it is they need to communicate to their people. And however, whatever means they need to do that, pictures, feelings, uh, words. And I know from personal experience that you have shared amazingly accurate information with me that have indisputable details that no one would know about my pets and about future pets. I don't know if you remember, but after Sophia, my original diva, passed away in 2013, you shared something with me that you said two dogs would be coming into my life, one for a very short time, who was a senior pup, uh, and then you said I was going to get a brown little puppy, and I'm like going, what? We don't do puppies in our house. And you go, oh, I'm thinking you're getting a puppy. So I was not on the lookout for a puppy. 
But the senior dog came into our life and was only with us a few months and sadly passed away. And then a friend of mine who does animal rescue stopped by my house to use our restroom and had a little crate of puppies. And (laughs) she opened the crate door and one of the puppies ran and jumped on my husband's lap and um, has never left. <laughs> and that's Coco. And that was like nine years ago. Little so Coco. we got our little brown puppy. She's brown and she is, um, she's very sweet. And she knew who to go to and jumped right on his lap and never left. And Coco is John's dog yes, now. Yes, she but, is. And my friend Mary, I know exactly what you were yes, doing. Yes, we know who you are, Mary. <laughs> we know who you are. I <laughs> exactly what you were doing. And then... Of course, I've had more through the years, but most recently, uh, I was devastated at the loss of of Olive. But you said, you told me, well, there's another one coming into your life. And I'm going, oh, I don't think so. And you're going, yeah, yeah, there's another one coming into your life. And you shared details, very unique details (laughs) about a dog coming into my life. She's sitting right next to me right now. So... Can you just tell me a little bit about how you perceive that, what you said to me? And I could tell my reaction to everybody, but I was... Uh, I think for, you were in shock. I was in shock. <laughs> and I, it, I just didn't and know I were, She was letting me know that there was going to be another one coming and uh, showed me what she's going to look like. And she was bigger, which she is a little bit bigger, but she's more meaty than mm-hmm. big. Um, and... Um, so she helped me uh, to communicate that to you, wanted you to know. And she worked very hard to get her to you. Oh, my goodness, Lori. When I got... She, she did work very hard to she get did. her to you. And, and even the animal, uh, my representative, could not believe how this worked out because you said she's going to come to you in an unusual way through your rescue person. And I'm going, well... Gosh. And we had put in like a couple of months ago, and Olive was alive actually, our name, and we thought for a future uh, adoption or foster later, like mm-hmm. maybe next year or something. And um, so we had already given our information. And when we got the call that this dog, they were notified like on a Tuesday, the parents, the adult parents who originally had her were both put in um, assisted living that wouldn't allow a pet, and it was very sudden. And the neighbor had the dog and said, and found Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie still doesn't know how she found her. They're like six hours away. It's in northern Florida. And they called her and said, if you could get here within the next 24 hours, we'd like to have her go to your rescue. So she came, Emery called me, and within two days she was in my house. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It was a very unusual way, and Lori said to me, it's going to be unusual, and it'll be through your rep. It's even going to be unusual for her. (laughs) And when she came with her, she said, Sue, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this. I don't know how it happened. And in my head, I'm going, "Uh uh-oh, I do. Yep. (laughs) I was told. Yeah, she did work very hard, Miss Olive, to get her to you because she knew. She knew that uh, it it needed to happen. Yes. You told me that she would be a little bit, Sad. Well, she was sad because she lost her family very suddenly. John and I were sad because we lost Olive. So we both kind of grieved together, and we've come to this great place. You see her here. She's very Animals happy. are just yeah. absolutely amazing creatures. And, you know, they come for a purpose. When they come, when they leave, um, we don't always understand it, and it's painful when they leave. 
But that opens a door for a new chapter in the life um, for both the animals and for us. And um, and I just wanted to say real quick um, that when they do leave, um, I know we often are guilt-ridden by events that maybe we think we could have changed, but really it was totally out of our hands. But I think the most important thing that I always tell my clients is that, you know, when it, when it's done, it's done. That there's no animosity. There's no hard feelings. There's no, oh my God, why didn't they do this? There's none of that. It's just pure, happy and light and forgiving. Even there's no forgiving there. So don't mistake what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it's just light. It's and like it's, unconditional love. Yes. Yeah, so there's no looking back on a playbook going, Oh my gosh, why didn't this happen? Or why didn't that happen? Or, you know, no, there's none of that, none of that. So that's what I'm trying to. Well, and you, and you do a very good job of conveying it, especially when we're going through these things. And of course, you've gone through them a few times with me and uh, over the years. And of course, Olive was one of the most devastating because it happened yes. so, so, so suddenly. I mean, she was with me and then the next morning she was gone. And I had the honor to have her actually pass looking mm -hmm. up at me and then putting her head on mm -hmm. my chest, which is the way she came to me when Anne-Marie brought her to me, you know, seven years ago. She brought her to me and she put her, she put her in my lap and she put her head, mm -hmm. she looked up at me and put her head on my chest and that's when we adopted yeah. her. So yeah. she went the way she came in. But you were very comforting in the way that you told me, no, there's things that are going to be happening soon and she's in the process of making it happen. And when you're going through it, you don't think of that. Like, I'm like, oh, what, what? And the way it happened, in fact, I had to call you and let you know, right? I'm going, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> and it ha and but to have Anne-Marie confirm in my 25 years, I've never seen anything happen like this. It was so unusual the way it happened. She goes, I still don't know how she got my information, but it's, and I thank you. And yes, it's, I, I'm devastated I lost all of anyone out there who's lost a pet. They're devastated that they lose them because they're family members. Yes. And sometimes we do blame ourselves or wonder if I could have done something. If it's a long disease, could I have done this or that? If it's quick, how did it happen? Did I not see something? When in reality, it's kind of like the way kind of they want it. Yeah. They choose it. Well, you helped explain that to me yeah. more so than me even understanding it. And in the course of doing this, and again, I've known you for almost 20 years, in the course of doing this, have you had, what's like your most unusual reading that you've done on the, you know, on the general population out there? I would say, and everybody laughs at me when I tell them this, but uh, with an ant. <laughs> and um, so not to get too much TMI, but I, I went into the bathroom and there was this ant there, and I didn't, it was a big ant, too, you know, one of the ones that bite you, yeah. and I didn't want him to bite me, and I didn't want to squish him either. <laughs> so I had to kind of move him out of the way. I had to move him out of the way, and I had took the toilet brush, bowl brush, you know, the prickly ones, yeah. right? And I moved him, and he went, out, ow, 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 ow. So really, he was on a mission to find food for his family. So, I mean, I just said, all right, go, just go. Um so that was the most bizarre, I think, that and a wasp, um, two, two most bizarre readings. A wasp? Yeah, wasp. I have nests all around my house, right? And I always tell them, if you don't bother me, I'm not going to bother you, so just stay clear. And they do. They do for the most part. But I saw one on the hood of my car, and he was just sitting there, and I, 
And I looked, and it was like a little bubble coming out of the back of him, right? And I'm like, what are you doing? I can't even see what you're doing. And he moved closer so I could see, so I could watch him. But he couldn't fly because he was busy making this whatever it is they make. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was fascinating to me. Wow. But, yeah, so it's pretty amazing. I find that to be so interesting. I remember you telling me the ant story, and I have a whole new respect for ants. So it's like, yeah. And we had a problem with ants. We re landscaped our yard, and <laughs> but I relayed like some feelings mm-hmm. out there, and I have to tell you, they went away. Yeah. And I'm like, going, wow. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. I I think it's just a matter of tuning in a little bit. Yes. But yeah, it was a gift I was born with, so I'm I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful. For the gifts. Well, you can hear the real deal because you've, t- and that's what I want to talk about too. But does the animal have to be, we're talking about local, of course, with my animals, though some of them have come to me from places far away, which I had no idea was getting. But do they have to be in front of you or can you read them through the phone or through Zoom or whatever? How, how is it done? Uh, yeah, anyway, I can do it through text messages, emails, uh, uh, FaceTimes, videos, uh Pictures, if you'll send me pictures over the phone. However, I do have to say, I, I can do that. It's not a problem. But I have had people try to test me, and um, and that never works because I always know when they're trying to test me. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what you hope to gain out of that, but it doesn't work like that. You no, know? and it's something if, if, that should be respected, yes, not tested. because you're obviously love your pet and animal, mm-hmm. and you want the best for them, right? So. Yeah. So hmm. now, in reading these these animals, and of course, I have one right next to me, and you already told me they shared a whole conversation with you. Um, but what are there any like common themes or messages that animals give you when you're reading them? Well, um, it's been my experience when I talk to an animal. The first thing that comes out of the conversation is always what is bothering them, or they need to get off their chest. So these messages that come to her, are they like instantaneous or? I think most of the time, um, most of the animals are very receptive to talking and very oftentimes, even before we connect to do, um, a, a session, they know I'm coming. So they're, they're prepared. Once in a while, you'll get one that's a little shy or stubborn and it takes a little time. Um, but for the most part, yes, it is pretty much instant. And then, but the main, the main, thing they want to talk about usually is first. Um, that's usually the first thing that needs to come off. So after that, sometimes it's a little bit like pulling teeth because, you know, people want to know more things and, you know, they'll, they'll talk about it a little bit, but for the most part, it's what needs to come off of them, you know, right away. Kind of like children. Their attention is, I got to get it, it out. It I want really, this. I want that. Okay, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. That's I'm very true. Yeah, and they're not big conversationalists. Yeah. Like, they'll throw a couple words out there and this and that. But it's not a – and I think some people are disappointed that we're not like like you and I are yeah, having a conversation. Yeah. And for the most part, it's not like that. It's, you know, they'll get a couple of words. They'll throw me some feelings, and then I, I relay that. So usually what you hear from me is how I'm hearing it from them. Do a lot of people come with you to ask if their pets who have passed over have anything to share yes. or would like them to mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yes. For those that have crossed over, um, people will want to know about them. And sometimes they'll just come into the conversation without even being asked. You know, they'll come 
it just depends, um, I guess, on, on their story. You yeah. Know, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Olive did. Olive, yeah. And Olive had a, uh, it sounded to me when I spoke to you, and, of course, I was apoplectic. I was, like, to beside myself um, just telling you about what happened. And then you said, well, I have a message for you. And I'm like, what? So it's like the way they come through. Yeah. And it's, you, uh, you, we talked about this earlier. It's like kind of like they don't want you to dwell on anything negative. They want you to, it's over. They've, they're, they're in a better place or they're happy and they want you to be happy. And this may be a way that you could be yes. happy. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. Because I think so she wanted my heart to heal is yes. basically what you And told that's what me. they want. Yeah. I mean, there are extreme cases, but those are extreme cases of abuse and neglect mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't leave so peacefully, but. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, yeah, our pets, our, our Furbies. And it's interesting. One thing that you did bring up to me is that you said she's totally different than Olive. She's bigger than Olive. She's built different than Olive. She, she has a different, she's a very sweet personality, but she's totally different than Olive. Mm-hmm. She's extremely independent and um, very athletic. And she's not foo-foo-y. And she's not a foo-foo dog. I, I, there will there will be another diva in my life. I'm just not ready to have another olive diva. And that's what I said. I go, I'm not ready to have, I said, that hole in my heart, I can't. And you said, no, this is a totally different dog, but she's very sweet, and she's going through her own issues or sorrow because she's coming from something. And I'm like, oh, no. And it all Look at how it, it played out, out yeah. It was like exactly what you said. It's the, exactly the way it played out. It made no sense to me at the time. And then as soon as I got the call from Anne Marie, I was like, oh, my God. And then I said, well, what is she looking at? She says she's white. She's yeah. bigger than Olive. She's kind of on the idea of Franny, but she's all white. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. And a that white, was what you told me, pup. a white one. Yep. Going, oh, my. Yeah. Oh. That's plain as day. Olive spent a lot of time with me. And, um, you know. We shopped together. We did all kinds of stuff together. (laughs) I know. You bought me the most beautiful gift, and it's actually, I have a little memorial. Well, not a little memorial. It's an entire bookcase. (laughs) Two for Olive. And one of the things that that I have, it's actually around this little angel that I also received. It's this beautiful keychain with this poem. And I actually had uh, Michelle and Lauren, who do her website and Facebook page, to put that poem up because that... I, it was a very good poem, and for those of you that want to see it, it's on the website, thedoggydiva.com, but it's was so beautiful, and the fact that you told me that you and Olive had talked about it, and this is something that, because I said, Lori, I can't even believe this poem, it like, and I remember contacting them and saying, you got to get this up, you got to get this up, and I typed out what was on the It key. was a beautiful was poem. So we gorgeous. actually shopped together. Oh my, and I with a little angel, yes. like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it was... So we spent a lot of time together. Yes, yeah. Very mm-hmm. personal about what happens when you wake up in the morning. I was like very personal to me. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you told me that it came, that she helped you pick it yes. out. Which I could see as time went on, I saw 100%. so much that I wasn't, because mm-hmm. I was just in such a state of shock. And that and that's why I felt it was important to have you on, because people who went through or are going through what I went through, um, Mine was very sudden. I was not prepared for it. I do have an elderly dog who's almost 17 who has a number of health issues, not that you're ever prepared for it, but we're thinking maybe the next year or two that we're preparing ourselves Mm -hmm. for something. Um, But we had no clue 
all of us so alert, healthy, happy, yeah. and then just something very sudden happened. And it was tragic. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not easy. I remember losing my Scoob. Yes. My Greyhound was when you lost Scoob, so yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me a year and a half to get another pup after that. I remember. And what did you get? A totally opposite. Totally opposite doggy. because I knew I couldn't get another Greyhound mm-hmm. because I never wanted to look at that Greyhound mm-hmm. and go, why aren't you like Scoob? That's exactly you know? why I couldn't and get I tell, another olive. I tell yep. people that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because it's not fair it's to not you fair. and it's not fair the to the animal. animal. Mm-hmm. So I got a little Yorkie. Four pounds. I went from He's 75 Oscar pounds. smaller than Scooby's head. <laughs> That's so true. But sometimes, once in a while, he'll do things that Scoob did. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, Scoob. Hi. <laughs> I love little Oscar and I love Scoob. Yeah. I remember him. I remember Both you going to very all the special. events with Scoob when this is when I first met you. Um, and when you're out at, we were, we were all doing all of these animal events years ago. That's when we kind of like this community came together. Well, he's the one that really pulled me out of the closet because I could always do it, but I never really came out. And he was the one that helped me do that. Wow. And he helped you share that gift Mm because you've helped. I know that you do it with people who call and you Zoom and stuff, but in our area, you're like the go-to person for people to go to if they have a question, if they have a concern, if if their pet's passed over, um, anything like that, people... Sometimes you just want to have a go-to person, and in our community, uh, it's you. So, and it's your. That's that's why it was important for me to. Uh, people always go, "Well, did it really happen?" Oh yeah, 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 it happened. <laughs> it happened with great detail. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea it was going to happen, when it was going to happen, but it happened. Well, that's so nice, and that's Thank why I, I wanted everyone to know because sometimes people are looking for solace in their life. They're looking for information. They want to know why their dog's not eating, why the dog might not be happy going out for walks, why I may not like when I dress it. <laughs> There's like all kinds of things that are out there that maybe you want your dog to know, or maybe your dog's passed over and you need closure or help with closure and peace of mind. So, Lori, you're so good for that. You are, um, it's your gift. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It is definitely a gift. Yeah, a gift to be respected. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. why you're so respected with what you do. Now, for the listeners, for anyone who may want to contact you, I know you're in the process of updating your website, but is there a way for them to get in touch with you if they'd like a reading or if they'd like to schedule a reading? Sure. They can email me. Um, at animals talk the number two at gmail.com right now that's my go-to email until i get situated and settled with how i'm gonna move forward on the website okay and that's animals talk and the number two animals talk two at gmail.com Lori, i, I want to thank you for coming on and being a guest and of course sharing all of that you've shared with me over the past few months as i've gone through a really difficult time and your gift, sharing your gift with everyone and your amazing insight into the animals. It's a beautiful gift. So those of you out there that either you're looking for closure, you want to know what's going on with your pup, your cat. And your, it's not just limited to dogs and cats. No, it's all the, I animals. mean, any animal, you any like animal. Horses I've done horses, you, elephants, yes, giraffes. Done I've done water things, yes. animals. So it's not, it's not limited. So. Yeah. And didn't you do some work with, like, shelters and stuff, mm-hmm. too? Yeah. I've worked so with shelters before. You, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like such a, You do it for the, the better good for all of us. So I thank you so much. And on behalf of pet parents and animals and insects. Animal. Yes, <laughs> yes. all of them. And every every all animal. All beings. I it's a true blessing. So it is. Yeah. It is. And you... Um, and it, you're you're very good and you're you have a very kind heart and you've helped me 
God, almost 20 years. <laughs> They're all of my animals. Has it been that long, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where does time go? Again, I thank you very much. And to get in touch with Lori, you want to go to Animals Talk 2, that's the number 2, at gmail.com. So, Lori, thank you so much, and thank you again for all you do for everyone out oh, there. Oh, thank you, and thank you for all that you do for the animal community. Thank you. Thank you do a lot. Yes. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and The Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.